Welcome everyone tuning in to the Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast, episode six. The focus of the podcast is to share a story and dive into the healing process within that challenging time in life. The story can be about pain, struggle, anxiety, depression, a heartbreak, loss of employment, trauma, or any specific challenge that brought a tough experience to overcome. Stories of Healing is here to inspire, motivate, help others lift and rise up through their past or present struggles by listening in and connecting with the special guest who tunes in and sharing their story of healing and how they overcame their battle. What was their healing process? That being said, good evening and welcome. Today's special guest is Mind Whisperer, Donna Campbell. Donna is from Big Fork, Montana. She has published over 25 uh, combined years of professional experience with over 90 media outlets that have been experienced when Donna is completing her book, Become Financially Fit. She travels as a motivational speaker and maintains an international private practice assisting clients create a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. Her personal heart-centered healing philosophy is to create a world that is a better place for all to live. I'm very excited. Welcome, Donna. How are you doing tonight? Hi, and thank you so much for this amazing forum for us to get to share. Um, I know today I help people around the world create that life of happiness, prosperity, and love, but it didn't come naturally or easily. I went through my own trials and tribulations of getting there to share this with everyone. And I'm so honored that I get to be here tonight to share my story because I spent 11 years listening to all the clients and their stories. And I don't think I ever fully expressed mine. And for me, this is a full coming circle moment. And I'm excited to share it. Um, with all the different things that I went through and I'm excited. It's my philosophy. I'm happy you're excited. I'm excited. I think <laughs> it's great that you provide this forum so people can share their stories because it's through the sharing of the story we can really heal. And it's not just ourselves, it's helping mm -hmm. everybody and healing the world really. Thank you, Donna. Amazing. Like, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. And, you know, from our previous conversation before you coming on to the show tonight, uh, you, you know, you're doing an amazing work in the world uh, for your community and for your clients. So just uh, for the people that are tuning in and that even clients may be listening in, like they're going to hear your story and, you know, how you got where you are today. And um, thank you. I'm very grateful to have you and, and your support as well for this forum. You know, I like the word forum. I never use the word forum. This is so awesome. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to clarify. So you're from Big Fork, Montana. I want, I guess I didn't really clarify the too good in the intro, but I wanted to just elaborate better on that. Um, where is Big Fork, Montana? So if anyone... Uh, um. We are at the north end of Montana on the west side of the state, uh, just above Flathead Lake and about 45 minutes from Glacier uh, National Park. It's a vacation cool. land 
people. So if you can live anywhere in the world, why not live where there's just natural beauty? So, so I, I agree. Wow. Well said. Yeah, I, lo I love natural beauty. Um, I'm from a place, Northwestern Ontario, and we have lots of water and trees and mountains, you know, and um, now that I'm in a little bit of a big city, I'm very grateful that we're still around that and surrounded by that. Um, so that's awesome that you're living and in, in surrounded by uh, mm -hmm. nature and being connected to the land that way. I think it's important, especially what's happening right now in our world. And um, it keeps, it helps balance. It creates yeah. really good healing and balance. So Absolutely. with that being said, thank you and welcome. Uh, are you feeling ready to share a story of healing? Well, let's go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> let's go. So Donna, what is your story of which brought you a life challenge? Or struggle you know for me I was originally working in the financial services industry and I was a managing principal I was managing four or five offices and I think three different states at the time and I was starting with my clients and after about 10 years I realized they weren't any well off more financially than what they were when we started because there was a lot of life events that happened um, you know, part of that time was 9-11, there's the stock market, there's mutual fund picks. And I never really took the time to uncover why the client wanted certain goals or certain investments. But what was happening for me during that time, managing over half a million, well, actually $500 million of other people's money, which was incredibly stressful, my own health started breaking down. And after I had my second child, what happened was six months later, I couldn't digest food, but I didn't know that at the time. And I went to the hospital, went to the doctor, and they sent me home with a stomach viral infection and said, if you uh, need any more assistance, please come back. And that following weekend, I was back in the hospital with acute pancreatitis. And so my body was breaking down and I didn't understand why. And a lot of it was just the stress that I was holding in. And I found an energy doctor that did um, Chinese medicine and naturopathic type of work. And as the story progressed a couple of years later, I learned this was the start of my belief system that there was something in my life I couldn't digest because I wasn't digesting food and I didn't know what that was. But what was happening was I was in and out of the hospital with a full-time career, full-time mom of a toddler and a baby while my office work was being brought to me in the hospital because if I didn't sign off the orders, nobody got paid. Nobody made any money because everybody was commissioned. And it was my job to make sure the cells were compliant. And that was a very trying experience. Eventually that led to my gallbladder being taken out, which came back that uh, it was perfectly normal and healthy. I did every test possible. I ate eggs with nuclear powder on it so we could watch the digestion process to see how long it took to digest food. Don't do that. They're <laughs> not tasty. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> okay, thank you. And we were just trying to figure it out, and nobody knew. I went to specialists. I went to 
gastroenterologist. I went to an internalist. I went to my family medicine doctor and no one could figure it out until I went to someone who did energy work. And that was interesting. So what happened there was she asked me all kinds of questions for an intake that I never considered and knew that something wasn't right in my life. Well, the mucus lining in my stomach wasn't repairing, so I couldn't digest food. If I ate a strawberry one day, it would hurt. If I ate the strawberry the next day, it didn't hurt. So we didn't know. And it naturally repairs, but mine didn't. So I needed some extra vitamins and minerals and things in my body to do that. And as that started to heal, my eyes were open to all the things in my life outside of me that I couldn't digest. And then that was when the rest of my life collapsed. Wow. Um, it's a very heavy story. Thank you for sharing that. And diving in. I can't <laughs> wait to get into it. Um, it's amazing how like even something as simple as a work environment factor when it piles on and then you have those external things and then you have your own health affecting you, like those combined can like create such a down spiral, um, you know, and you're doing your best to try to get ahead and you're doing your best to figure out what's going on. And um, it's so nice to hear and, and relieving that you, you found a healer and you found a way mm -hmm. to recognize what you need to do and what was working for you to heal. Um, going back a little bit into the time and, and, and diving into some of the emotions and feelings, like what were like them, let's say um, one of the toughest uh, main feelings and emotions you were going through during this challenge. You mentioned a little bit of stress. Was there like, right. I remember the second time that I was back in the hospital during the same week and they ran a bunch of tests and came back and said, um, it's acute pancreatitis. And I remember laying there in the hospital bed, remembering these thoughts. If this is what this is, I cannot ever wish it on another person. Childbirth is so much easier because it was such a excruciating pain there. And I remember laying there just thinking, take me, die. I don't, if this is what it is, I don't want it. I'm ready to go. Obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> But um, and remember those feelings of it's easier to die than to live with this. And it was really hard during that time because I was married, but my husband at the time was taking care of the children. I didn't get to see them or be around them. People from my office were coming. I'm strung out on a hospital bed hooked up to every machine so everybody can get paid and just going, wow. this is life to live it's this is not what it's meant to be it's not yeah it's just not life so i didn't want to live and i remember wishing that i could just go wow um during that time is there anything that um you try to do to keep yourself healthy um or were you just completely like that was it you were you were stuck in that bed well uh, what, hospital bed and what was interesting before that i was trying to release the excess weight from childbirth and i had a personal trainer i was counting calories i was going to the gym i couldn't ever release the excess weight and mm -hmm. i would 
was doing all of that. And I was doing all the diet things and that we're told to do. And that was a part of it because it was causing more stress on my body. And then that also contributed to the stomach breaking down of not digesting food. I just couldn't physically handle any more. So in the hospital, you're kind of, you know, eating what they bring you, hoping that it's nutritious. But I had already mm. switched to that lifestyle and it just didn't work for me. But I didn't understand that there was an emotional component to it. And when I figured that out mm. and changes, the weight fell right off. Wow. Can we get into that emotional component? Yeah. So, yeah. I want to, so I want to dive in. So after, after you, like, did you go to the healer, um, in the time when you were in the hospital? Like that was, it was after, no? um, I was in and out of the hospital 30 out of 45 days. And then after that, it was every couple of months that I was going back because I was still having mm. the same pain. And after two mm. years of not figuring it out, not getting any better, um, that was when I went to the energy healer. That was the natural path. And that was when my stomach started healing. It was after they took out my gallbladder. And the funny, the funny phrase with all of that is every time you did something and if they would say, and if this doesn't work, please come back. And after two years, I just didn't please come back because it wasn't working. I maxed out my insurance for wow. two years in a row figuring, and it just didn't happen. So I went off all mm. of my medications um, because they changed them every two weeks and none of those works. And um, what happened with that was I started studying natural medicine. And then through that process mm. led me to that naturopathic doctor. And, um, and that was when my stomach started healing. And that was when I made that one life change because that was when I realized what I couldn't digest in my life was my marriage. There were some components in there that wasn't who I was authentically. I didn't see it or understand it. I turned a blind eye to it. And the emotion that we were all absorbing was an emotion of anger. And it wasn't my anger, but we were absorbing it in the environment. And I say we, meeting my children and I. And that was the energy that I was holding onto in my body that kept the physical weight on. That was that emotional component. And I didn't know that and realize it until I started going through the motion. And that was when I realized that, that I just wasn't going to be married to this person anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't wow. handle all of that on top of, so I made that decision. Wow. It's a very tough decision to make, you know, and to let go of something that you care about at that moment in time and, and what you're going through with your family and your kids. Um, when you realize that emotion and you realize that you needed to let go of that, did you notice the stomach was healing um, quickly? as well as taking the natural medicine? Did you see like a quick bounce back? It did. And by the time, um, so if I went to the natural path in November, by January, I noticed that my stomach was healing and that it didn't hurt as much as it did, if mm. hard at all. So I kept taking the enzymes and then they were just digestive enzymes, really. Mm -hmm. And then this was about six months later when that divorce 
was finalized. And from that process, because I wasn't living in the environment of anger, I quit going to the gym. I quit quit taking the calorie log. I quit my personal trainer, all of those things. And I ate whatever I wanted because in that moment I was free. And I wanted a pan of brownies for dinner. That's what I ate. I did that. Your but stomach probably felt real good after that. It didn't hurt. <laughs> no. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but what happened was over the next three months, maybe just under three months, mm-hmm. 40 pounds, 40 to 45 pounds fell off of my body. All wow, because that emotion was gone. That's incredible. Um, I keep hearing this more and more, you know, especially in my healthcare field as well, outside of music and, you know, business, um, that um, a lot of the emotions like stress, stress, anger, uh, depression, that actually really loneliness, um, anxiety, those are very powerful negative emotions and they have huge impacts on our physical health and especially our internal organs. Yes. Some way electric electrical you know connections and and with your organs and the brain um connectivity like it totally like just uh creates a, a poison a toxic um process in that body and I, I keep on hearing more and more about how that um if you actually focus on that emotional health that mental and emotional health it can it can boost your physical health absolutely uh, so that's amazing like that's so cool to hear that that you you like you you recognized, um, you know, with the help from the healer, but also recognize that it was the emotions, it was that attachment of your environment, and to hear that you're eating brownies not too long after and you're feeling good, yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's really cool. Um, let's continue like going this. I want to know more of like, um, you know, you said that um, your environment was tough. Uh, during the environment that was tough and that you were trying to let go. Um, how did you avoid some of those negative things prior to letting go? How did you avoid some of those negative factors or things that are ha- happening in your life to embrace um, your current health in a positive way? Well, one of the things that I did, because it fascinated to me how much the body can react and respond to emotions was I started studying. And I ended my career in the financial services and I moved to an ashram to study meditation techniques, brainwave patterns, everything I could get my hands on because I knew that there was this mind-body connection. The other thing that also happened for me during this time was that the, the spiritual partner I had at that time also came to the ashram with me. And then that was when everything got worse because I'm supposed to be this magnificent euphoric experience at the ashram while living a double life kind of in hiding because the person that I was with um, was incredibly abusive. And I didn't realize that until they started segregating me out of the society. And so for that whole first year of living in the ashram, Yes, there was the outside world and the outside appearance. And I was taking my training classes and I had my two kids with me. And, you know, we would do all of these amazing community things. But on the inside, he became emotionally abusive 
which eventually led to physical abuse. Wow. I'm really so, sorry to hear that. Yeah. But what happened in that he, um, as he kept segregating me more and more out of society, the decision was made to move from the ashram to another city and state where we knew absolutely nobody. And all the property and things that he wanted to look at was away from society, like a house four miles past a gate that nobody could have access to and there's no winter road. And that wasn't gonna work for me very well. But um, through that process, I didn't know or understand the types of abuses that I was receiving that I was, because it was like I was used to it. I didn't know that there was something different. And here he is supposed to be my spiritual partner. So when things were good, it was really, really good. And everything was on top of the world. But when it wasn't good, it really wasn't good. And this is where I started having different visions and different things. Every time we went somewhere, I would have a flash of, oh, this person might have, maybe it was in a different life, but I didn't make it. And mm -hmm. so it had that energy with it um, everywhere we went. And then by the time we made it to another time and place, it might have been two months after that. And that was the first time he became abusive. Wow. Do you, did you find that when, um, did you find that those emotions were coming back from the first relationship where, and then you started feeling um, like stomach pains again? Like did any of that type of internal pain slowly were coming back at all? The stomach. You... Yeah. The stomach, it didn't because it was a different type of energy. Mm. Uh, so I was probably more in an energy of being or feeling as a victim and not understanding why some of these things came to me. Um, but it, it was very similar to how my parents behaved when I was younger towards me, but not to the same extreme. So that pattern was already precedent to how I grew up. So I didn't know that life could be different. But then it was it was good in the beginning and they would get a little bad and it would go back to being really good and it would be a little bit worse and would go back to being good. So there's a lot of back and forth, which is very, very confusing because and at the end, you just didn't know if this moment was OK and that moment wasn't. And it was where he mm -hmm. was at and it was a very yo-yo energy and you just didn't know what to do with it. Wow. Um what was your next step after that? What, what, what did you do to keep yourself moving forward when you recognize that situation? Right. So what happened there was I had very limited income because I wasn't working. And mm -hmm. what frustrated him the most was that I was supposed to go out and take the kids and do what I wanted to do and then go get a job and do all these things and provide. But if I wasn't home before he was home, regardless of what time of day that was, that was when the abuse would come through. And then things like what happened would be, well, why didn't you go and go do this? And it's like, you literally have every single dollar we have and you, I've asked you and I need gas money or I can't go anywhere because there's no gas in the car. So we walk. 
I mean, it was that type of emotional wow. abuse. And then it facilitated to a physical abuse. And the night that I remember that he hit me, I left with my two kids and my dog mm -hmm. and made the night somewhere else and called the only person I knew how to call that I had been studying with and wanting some help. And she said, what are you going to do about this? Do you have a plan? Do you have money? No, you can't come here. And she didn't enable me. But what she did do was empower me. Mm. And I had to make some decisions. And I really didn't have anywhere else to go. And so I went back. And we had a discussion. And I said, if this would ever happen again, no, I, I, I don't ever return. And about 30 days later, the abuse came out again. And that time it was over just having some fun and, you know, laughter the night before the next morning. He was upset about that and um, decided to take that out of me and choked, choked me. And I lost my air here. And he took his uh, finger, his thumb off right at the moment before I took my last breath. Wow. And then what he does he walks over, we have this balance board where you use to go back and forth on for snowboarding and for mm. skiing yeah. and exercise. Okay. Walks over, picks up this board, hands it to me and says, it's your turn. You hit me back and handed me the board. And I put it down and said, I don't think so. And I, I walked out and I knew I had to leave. The following weekend, I had a girlfriend come up and I called two other friends and said, I'm going to ask you for a favor, but I don't know quite what it is yet. So if I call you back, know that whatever I ask, just just help me and do it. And they both agreed. And that following weekend, I had a friend come back and um, come up and she and I had a great conversation. And she said, it's time for you to go. I know you don't have any money. So um, I brought some money with me. We're going to pack you up and you're going to leave. And um, that's exactly what we did the next day. He was gone. I rented a U-Haul. He came home in the middle of loading it. But she was also smart enough to say, if he comes back and he finds out we're moving you, he's going to take us both out. Because the night before, she about called the police on him because she was also afraid because he started going into a rage. And um, she goes, we need to have another guy here. And I said, okay. And I called one of my two friends and said, can you send over your friend so-and-so that I don't know just so I can have a male presence? And he and his girlfriend came over right away and uh, helped us pack up and load everything up. In a matter of three hours, I was ready to go. Wow. And I drove back <laughs> to where I, where, I, and where I came from before I moved to the ashram. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's... Um... That's a very heavy story, and uh, I am very sorry that you had to go through something like that. Um, it disheartens me, and it really saddens me that there's that type of abuse, you know, that happens in our world, that human beings can do that to each other yeah. um, and create not only physical abuse, but emotional abuse combined. And, you know, sometimes they're so lost and so hurt in their own life, they don't they don't even know how to, how to treat other people good. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I'm like so happy and relieved and, um, you know, uh, very like, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that 
you had friends that came to help you, you know, and supported you and brought money and like, just like looking out for you. Like it just goes to show that no matter what in this world, there's always somebody out there that, um, you know, if we reach out and we're going through pain and struggle, there's always someone that has a heart that's going to care and that's going to help you. And, you know, shout out to those friends, you know, shout out to those people, those people in that uh, did that for you. You know, those are, those mm-hmm. are like a uh, great, great people. The one friend that brought some money for me to use, mm-hmm. uh, she wouldn't let me pay her back. She told me I got to wow. pay it forward. And so that's mm-hmm. what you do every Smart. day. Pay it forward. So, yeah, that's amazing. So that was how I got out of that situation. But after I made it back to where I thought I was safe, a couple months later, he showed back up. Oh, no. So when you went back to your original place where you're living, he showed up. Wow. And followed me back and then wanted to pay me off. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. Right? What what does that mean? Like pay you off? Um, I would write notes in my journals and things. Mm -hmm. And he wanted, he found somebody who wanted to take my journals, write them into books and then pay me a very small lump sum so he could have them. And he wanted to buy me, wanted to buy that. And I'm like- Your experience and your story. We're we're done. And we've had a a couple of conversations since then. Um, But if I saw this person in the grocery store, I would just go into complete fear and I just couldn't be around them. So I went through those two relationships so health was first, relationships were second, and had mm-hmm. all of that fall apart like that. And then wow. trying to regain and rebuild my life. This person, um, several years later, I ran across their obituary. And it was a pure accident. I was just kind of scrolling through social media and a family member of theirs posted it and he died of brain cancer. And me knowing what I know about about cancer, I'm counting back the number of years of when it would be around the energy before it goes into the physical body. And I'm like, he was starting that process when I left. Not that it happened because I left, but he Mm -hmm. was that was his internal state. And there was just a lot of anger and rage and resentment tied up in him that it produced that type of cancer for him. Um, so he's no longer here. Um, but just to go through that, and it doesn't say that he's, you know, the, it doesn't excuse the behavior or anything because he chose what he chose to do. Mm-hmm. But it gave me an understanding and it gave me really a compassion in a way for what people really do go through when health changes and you don't necessarily know what that health is. Yeah, that's um that is amazing that when people go through emotional pain and it affects us that way in such an empowering way. Um that's powerful. Um thank you for sharing that. Um I know that's uh like I said, a very heavy story. Um you're a very resilient woman, <laughs> you know, for what you went through. Thank you. Um, you know, I I believe that there is um, many, this world has full of resilient women, you know, who go through struggles like this, whether it's health and relationships 
and to hear that you were you're a fighter you know you wanted to fight for your life you wanted to fight for your health and to push forward and 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 to be where you are today we're going to get into that but um i find it super fascinating that the body will diminish and die away like that if our emotional health and our mental health isn't being taken care of first i find that fascinating you know because right now at least i shouldn't say right now but you know, for years, you know, growing up and looking in, you know, at commercials and in the media and magazines and movies, you know, it was always working out at the gym and, and trying to eat healthy. Yeah. But, you know, nowadays, it's I, I find the, the naturopathic and the holistic way of healing and, and natural medicine and, and energy and like being self-aware of our energy and self-aware of our body and the emotions that we're experiencing at the time and going through because every day as humans we go through our relationships and our experiences we go through our work environment and you know they're not they're never perfect and mm-hmm. we go through a lot of battles a lot of traumatic battles a lot of pain and i find it super fascinating and really cool that when you actually focus on that self-awareness and that energy and the emotions that you're going through first and direct and, and kind of change and find, um, you know, a better outlet, a better, a better place for you to start healing and grow through those emotions and that mental state. And then it affects the body physically, you know, as the, uh, as the benefit or that outcome, like that's, that's amazing. That's fascinating. And I'm no scientist, um, you know, and, but like naturally when you think about it, like it makes sense, you know, like if you step back and, and you kind of like think of it as a simple perspective, like, you know, when we're stressed or we're, or we're going through, um, something like you, what you went through, like something that is so traumatic and, and, and heavy, you know, where you felt abuse, not only physically, but emotionally and also being chased like that, like that's right. It's amazing to see where you are today. And um, thank you for sharing that. Um, going into more of that, yeah. Was there more that you wanted to? T- <laughs> so during that time, I experienced um, part of that financial devastation of not having access to money or not having money to use. And after I moved away, and he was completely gone and out of my life, I started trying to rebuild what I had created before. And that was being the single parent with, you know, my children and not having the ability to pay all my bills, being on welfare and on food stamps and then filing bankruptcy. And um, that was probably with the series of all of those events. Those were some of the lowest points. Now I'm going to tell you all of those things took place between a span of maybe three or four years. Wow, really? So not only my health, two relationships, financially, my wealth, gone. And I had to start over, completely over. Wow, that's a short time. Very. Wow, a short time, but like almost a war that you went through. Mm -hmm. What I've learned about Mm -hmm. some is that because people say, Donna, you're always so happy. You're always so positive. You're always so this. Nothing bad ever happens to you. Not true. 
Mm -hmm. I've gone through it and I do know. I also know that I can learn and focus my energy to different frequencies and stay in that state. But if I didn't have all of those events, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And all of those things taught me amazing things. There was always a silver lining in it. And there's a silver lining in the silver lining, which are the gifts. Mm. So after going through all three of those categories, the last 11 years, I realized working with my clients, they want better health, increased wealth, or enhanced relationships. Well, I know what those frequencies are in those codes, like you were saying, how to shift that emotional component to create that effect for them. And we all want happiness, prosperity, and love in our lives. And that's what I work on and that's what I create today. But if it wasn't for those events and those things where I didn't think I was going to live through them three different times, I wouldn't be here today saying, here's a pathway. Wow. That's incredible how you put that into perspective. And I believe that you know, as humans in our life journey, when we go through our experiences, good and bad, but if you recognize the good and bad and start to build from that and start to get personal development, personal growth, focus on our health and grow <laughs> and use that to not only help yourself, but to inspire other people in the world, you create not only like success for the people that you're helping success yeah. for yourself, you're because you're creating self-love self-happiness i went through these battles i went through that war and um yeah your story is full of resilience like in the fact that you had to go through that in three to four years you know and then the, and then in the last decade or so to build that and use those you harnessed all those experiences and all those memories um you know and i'm sure you haven't like like i'm i shouldn't say that like let's say you've let go of most of what happened, but I'm sure you have memories sometimes and flashbacks. Like I'm sure you have things, you know, that sit with you, I would, I would assume. Right. They do. And every once in a while, something will come up because the subconscious records all of your experiences as events and then ties the emotions that you were feeling to that event. So every once in a while, it will replay in the mind. And when, for me, when it comes up in services, um, it's my knowledge to pay attention and to uncover why did that memory surface in that way? And what is it that I need to vibrationally change about myself? Because if I can change the coding behind the experience, the feeling, which is the fuel, then I can create a different outcome. So for me, when those things happen, I use it to empower me to change it, to start creating what I do want instead of reliving the past of what I didn't want. And that's what, that's how I handle those experiences. Wow. That's an amazing way to like transform and transition those experiences into something good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can't wait to hear more of how you're helping your clients. And um, I am so grateful and I hope that, um, you know, people that are listening and tuning in that may be going through something um, abusive in their life right now in a relationship or whether it's negative factors at work or maybe it's with their health. Maybe there is internal battles with our their organs or, you know, that physical aspect. And I think what your story can bring right now in that healing 
um, is really recognizing and, and self-awareness of where you're at with your, your emotions and the feelings, that energy. What kind of energy are you waking up to and going to sleep with every day? You know, and how can you make that better for yourself? And um, yeah, that's amazing. Like I love, I, I love um, energy and I've been recognizing my self-energy and my self-love and awareness for a few years now. And, you know, it's, um, it really gives you insight and, and helps you have a better perspective on, on health at a whole nother way, you know, you know, become, you know, being a trainer and being in sports growing up and so focused on the physical and, and, and what to put in my body, you know, for, for nutrition. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's that mental and emotional health that, that two element aspect that is just as important or more mm-hmm. than the other two. So it's the fuel or the energy that intersects the health, wealth, and relationships that will shift those categories. And when mm-hmm. we shift and change how we feel about something and we unstick that subconscious, we really can start making changes in all of the, the different categories. Um, I think that's why today that when people call me and they tell me that they have cancer, can I help them? Um, I had a client come down from Canada one time and he told me, you're my last hope. He lived for another three or four years when he thought he was going to die, but he didn't die of cancer. He died of something totally different because we were getting the cancer out of the body. Um, So I do work with people of no matter where they're at, because there's always an emotional component to what's going on physically in the body and it works together. And my previous experiences allow me to understand what that energy is because I lived it in Mm. a lot of different ways. I didn't live every health condition, but I'm pretty close to understanding a lot of them because they all kind of come down to the same frequencies that we need to change. What was the hardest thing to let go of to help yourself push forward um, when you started really directing towards that self-awareness? What was the hardest thing to let go of? That it had to look or be a certain way. Mm. Because we look to our outside world to validate us and to confirm who we are so we know that we are loved and that we're mattered and that we're important. And I had to let go of all of those paradigms for the world to tell me who I thought I was and shift the energy focus internally to that balance, to that wholeness. Because if I was whole and complete inside, I could send that energy outward. And the because it's a vibrational universe, my mm-hmm. outside world would shift and change. But I had to give up who society thought I was to be who I am. And the hardest part with all of that was um, my biological family not understanding that process and didn't understand energy. So um, I don't, um, for a lack of a better word, I'm gonna say I'm kind of like excommunicated. So when you say you're the black sheep, it's like, well, that's kind of it. So I don't have any association with the family that raised me. I don't have any connections with them really, unless I make the effort to put that out there. But that part I had to let go of because I couldn't be 
who they thought they wanted me to be for them. I had to be me and my authentic, genuine self. And if it meant that I could live my life this way without some of those pieces, then definitely I, I had to do that. And that was probably the hardest, that's the hardest part of it for me. Other people, it might be totally different. Mm -hmm. I love that you emphasize, you know, on being your authentic self. Um, you know, I find that we are true to ourselves, and we're trying to be um, the best we can be for ourselves, for our self-health, awareness, mm -hmm. our self-love. You know, like you said, you're actually going to output positive frequencies and positive energy wavelengths to your circle and your community, you know, and, and your clients and work. And things just roll into in a snowball effect of such amazing um, groundwork, you know, and, and people are inspired and you're inspired, but you know, it's sad. It's hard. You know, sometimes it's in our own family that they don't understand that, um, you know, and maybe that's something, you know, in all of our families or close friends that may not be at that self-awareness, you know, cause you can live your whole life, not being your authentic self, exactly. you know, you can live your whole entire life, not loving yourself. And, you know, when you're not loving yourself and being your true self, that can create a snowball of negative outputs and frequencies of emotions, you know, and, and you live, you live an angry, you know, could be stressful, could be <laughs> full of anxiety. It's, it's, it's a hard life, you know, and um, I love that you put that into perspective that way about being authentic. Thank you for that. I think that's what we're meant to do here is to live the most authentic life possible in the way that brings us internal happiness. Not necessarily what brings everybody else happiness, but what brings us happiness inside. And that's what I started doing. I think life should be embraced. You should live it to the fullest, not just study it, but live it and create those experiences in part, that's why I went to the ashram. I just didn't want to study meditation. I wanted to embrace it fully to really understand meditation. And that's what I get to help clients do today. So, mm. Amazing. Before we get into that, I have one more question. Before we're getting into what you're doing for clients today and a little bit about what you're doing, because um, I want people listening in and tuning in to know. Um, and I want to know. I'm inspired and motivated here to hear more. Um if you can think right now and reflect back, what would you do differently to overcome what you went through? Is there anything that you would have done differently during a certain time? Could have been like leaving earlier in the relationship. It could be recognizing no. the emotion. I don't think I would have changed one of those experiences because if mm. I did and that event didn't happen, I wouldn't be in this spot today. Now nice. we can frequency behind it that's different but right. not i would no i wouldn't change anything in the past because mm -hmm. it robbed me from the experience that i have today that i can share with others i'm going to change it i respect that that's really neat thank you for that thank you for sharing that every um, life experience has a purpose mm -hmm. and that's where we find the silver lining or the silver lining in the silver lining and the gift because there's a gift from every single trial and tribulation that you go through. Mm. But I do mind whispering. It's my job to find it for you. 
<laughs> Yo, that is amazing. I love that you put it in perspective like that. Um, and I wasn't expecting that answer. You know, I, I'm moved by what you just said. Um, so people that are listening and tuning in, this is Donna Campbell. She is a mind whisperer. Her story is full of resilience. Donna, what are you doing today? What are you doing in your community and how you're helping your clients? Mm -hmm. Outside of doing what I did for myself, um, sharing that process with clients, I do that internationally. One of the things that I've been doing is putting together the book called Become Financially Fit because wealth, health, and relationships, they're all connected. And who we are as a vibrational being is um, really how we interact with those. And there's a direct correlation with money from what I learned from the financial services industry. So for example, when I worked with clients, it always comes down to a soul essence. They're telling me they want to feel valued. They want to be worthy. They want to be appreciated. And I started looking at the corresponding money terms we used going, what is the portfolio value? What are my assets appreciating to? What is my net worth? Am I safe and secure in this investment? And what happened was we started placing our divine essence in the into money. And it's a vibrational universe. So when you don't feel worthy and appreciating, your money isn't going to be appreciating and adding to your net worth. And so there's some direct correlations. So what I started doing with that process is putting out together the process that I use working with clients to how we interact and relate to money. And in the book, Become Financially Fit, it's going to be coming out the last half of January. It's sharing, showing you step by step some of the processes that I use working with clients. So you can have the book, read it, look at it, fill out the information and start doing some of this yourself because mm. everybody can do this. And then also with that, I'll be offering, it's going to be a program that's coming up called the Become Financially Fit program. So I can teach people how to do some of these things to empower you because you can do it. That's amazing. I look forward to, to checking out this book. Um, so it's like almost like a workbook too. Like you got a workbook style. That's amazing. So there's um, the information, there's some story to illustrate how it works, and then your your section for you to do it. Mm. You know, that's incredible what you're doing right now. Um, and the fact that you're harnessing everything, all those experiences, and putting that all into such amazing outputs of energy. You got this book coming, you're, you're helping your clients with health happiness the prosperity and love um yeah. you know and it's true at the end of the day that's as human beings you know naturally that's what we want we want happiness we want prosperity and we want love you know mm -hmm. and how do we get there how do we how do we get to all three in our life you know mm -hmm. and i feel like in the world a lot of people are struggling in all three of those areas you know mm -hmm. one of those areas could be out maybe two of them can be out but it's you know when you get all three you're you're living um a life of fulfillment and you have self-love and happiness and yeah. everyone that's around you is gonna feel that and radiate to that and um that's amazing what you're doing like i i think that's so cool um and to see your success 
you know, and, and where you're at with this book that's coming out. What, so when's the plan for this book? It is when the is last it? half of January, maybe the first oh, week nice. of February. Um, there's some timelines and some deadlines that are coming up, but, um, yeah, yeah. cool. But that's the anticipated time frame date for it to come, but it'll be on social media and other places and sharing it. So you can watch yeah. it. You'll know exactly. It'll yeah, come it, that's amazing. Anyone that's tuning in and listening in where, where would they be able to find the book? Um, I'll toss on your Instagram take here. So for anyone that's listening in right now and tuning in, you could follow Donna uh, on Instagram here at Healing Heart Inc. It's incorporated, right? <laughs> and uh, just got to make sure. But Donna, you're amazing. And what you're doing for your community and your story and how you've been able to heal through what you went through and um, harness all that experiences and to put it into something you know, not only just good, but like, like you said, empowering. And um, I'm like really happy for you. I'm honored and grateful to have you on our show tonight um, to hear this story. And, you know, I've gained perspective on how you, um, you know, you've, you've been able to take that experiences you went through and create something amazing out of it through energy, you know, through, through learning about frequencies and, yeah it's amazing how it starts internally. Like, you know, some, some people I think find it hard that it's simple as our internal self. Yes. You know, it starts with us. It does. And the answers are always, always inside of you. You just have to know how to access them. And mm -hmm. that's what I bring is how to get to that answer. And then we can change it if we don't like it. Hmm. If there is anything that you would like to say to add for some last words to anyone tuning in or listening in who will watch the recap video, mm -hmm. is there any words of inspiration from Donna Campbell here? What um, I would like to share is that each and every person, you're here for a purpose, for a reason, so you matter. And because of that, and that you matter, you are enough, you are worthy, you are important. And because your soul is here, being worthy is enough. And you have a reason to move forward, you have a reason to live, you have gifts to share with the world. So bring them forward, share with them and live your most authentic life for you. Thank you, Donna. You're an incredible human being. I'm very grateful to have you on tonight. Thank you, everyone listening and tuning in. Those are amazing words of inspiration. And, you know, you can see the passion that you have and the fire that you have and that energy. I can feel the frequencies right now from Big Fork, Montana, all the way to Ottawa, Canada. I'm feeling the frequencies. They're over here. The live stream is still good. We got internet connection. But, you know, like, you're such an... Uh, positive and amazing soul and um uh like i said i'm just i'm i'm grateful that it, people that that could be tuning in that may be struggling um in their current state whether it's uh prosperity maybe it's uh love and, and not the full happiness um people listening in you can reach out to donna donna is here to help she has over 25 combined years of professional experience doing this work and 
um, to elaborate too, you were involved in over uh, 90 media outlets, you know, with the work that you're doing, you know, and um, that, that, you know, obviously this, the, the statistics can, can help, you know, show, show the validation. But at the end of the day, you could just hear through your story and your energy and where your heart is, where your heart is um, and, and how you've connected that to help the world. And I think that's what counts too, you know, like that's, that's, that's the most important thing. That's that heart-centered philosophy. I believe everybody has an amazing heart and it's our job when we're here to create a beautiful heart. So that's yeah. where it comes from. Well, coming from my heart to your heart, mm. thank you, Donna, for being on our show tonight on the Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast. Um, people listening in, tune in weekly uh, between 8 and 9 o'clock. We went uh, to 9.30 tonight, so that's amazing. You know, this is an amazing story. And um, if uh, when the recap video comes on, you know, I, I want to be able to try to get it out there as much as we can. Because I know right now in our world, the experiences that you've went through, I believe, um, you know, a lot of people could be relating in, 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 that, in those type of environments that we're going in. And um, they can use your wisdom, your insight, your love, and your experience. Um, so thank you, Donna. Thank you for hosting. You are and amazing. So keep going. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I just, you know, with these shows and with this podcast, I just want to do my best to um, share these stories of healing and connect with people around the world, you know, and I, I want people to feel like they're not alone. And you know what? There's so many stories and experiences that can bring um uh, perspectives and positive insight in people's lives and and it will and it will help start with themselves you know just like you said being our, our accent, uh, authentic self and you know and, and and starting within ourselves so thank you i appreciate you this is amazing i look forward to talking more and moving forward with uh, the become financially fit book uh, people that are listening in this book is going to be coming out between january and february you know where to find her at Healing Heart Inc. She does have her website as well. Um, Donna, what's the website? It is DonnaCampbell.com. There you go. DonnaCampbell.com. Simple, perfect. Um, reach out if you um, if you want to hear some some inspiration and and have some support. Donna's here. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. And um, have a good night.